Hey, I'm Loop, and after years of talking about it, Larry and I are finally going to take a deep dive into one of the best, worst movies of all time, the 80s sci-fi classic, Mac and Me. Larry, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready to do a deep dive into this bowl of mac and cheese. Why do I even bother? Why? I don't know why it gets a bad rap. This stuff's delicious. In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, metahuman destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings, there's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek! Wow! With that, <laughs> 70th episode, the big 7-0. <laughs> yep, we have we've exploded that thing 70 times. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Still get excited about it. I don't know. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Loop. And I'm Larry. And this is Guardians of Geek. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode. We're into November. We're out of the October. I love October so much, and I'm I'm sad to see it go, but Heading towards Christmas, Larry. You got a lot of plans for Christmas? Are you? I, I've got nothing right now. <laughs> yes. I'm still exhausted from the Halloween season, quite honestly. Oh, so good. It always it always takes me a month or so just to to uh, come down from that uh, horror high. <laughs> yeah, I know it really does. Like, and then it, then it ramps back up for for the holidays. But the uh, um, one of the cool things that happened before we get into uh, top pop is uh, the strikes done. Yes. Finally, this has been like for for anybody who goes to to Comic Cons, this has been weighing over our heads for months <laughs> and months. I mean, we support the the actors and they're yeah. and they deserve what they got and all of that. But for every con we went to, and we went to three or four this year, none of the celebrities could talk about any of their projects. So anytime we'd go to a panel to hear, you know, awesome inside information about whatever, we'd just we'd hear like like personal stories of how they bought their dog or <laughs> or recipes or like yes. <laughs> you know which is fun too i guess you get you get some insight into who celebrities are as person as people but you kind of want to hear those inside stories so this was this was big news for fandom generally right yeah I, i'm glad they i I like to the I, I don't know if they got exactly what they wanted but i'm glad that they uh the strike is over they can all get back to work now which is which is awesome like it, it's nothing worse than like having your uh, like the your the way you make your living up suspended you know without knowing when you're going to be back at work and be able to take jobs again and things like that so that's awesome for them to be back but i noticed lately too there's just all of a sudden like as soon as they everybody went back to work it's just like announcement 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 of like all these shows that we love all suddenly back in production so yeah. i'm like i gotta find out how chucky ends chucky <laughs> It's like I only saw the first four episodes and then it was like done because of the strike. So I you know, these are very important things that yeah. I need to be able to live my life. <laughs> and and I'm also I'm also hearing a lot of productions are actually wrapping finally. Like they they got part part way into you know their filming schedule and then they had to stop. And so like I just read today that um that Beetlejuice 2 has officially finished filming. Oh, nice. uh, 
So that's that's coming. So we're hearing those stories too. So not only are we getting you know announcements of things, but we're like the the projects that we've been waiting for are finally wrapping up and are going to be coming. And they just announced that Dune Part Two has moved up two weeks uh, to I think early May or or March, middle of March. Now I can't honestly yeah. can't remember, but it's moved up two weeks. So everything's back, and they want to start rolling stuff out because it's been too long without it. So. Yeah, good for us and good for them. I know it's good. It's gonna be awesome. You know what else is rolling? Top pop. Oh, hey kids, it's time for Luke and Larry's totally tubular top pop. All right, here is top pop where we talk about pretty much anything that's like affecting us, whether it's on the screen or it's just something that we're just interested in and we're doing that has some sort of geeky nature. That things that make us geeks, things that yeah. make us like the way we are. Um, so we have a couple of different things we're going to talk about today. Larry, what's what's up with you? What's What's been going on in your world of geekdom? Well, I just recently, uh, I think it was the day before, or two two days before the, the recording of this podcast, saw the brand new Hunger Games movie. I'm a oh, Hunger yeah, I forgot. I, I almost forgot that was coming out. Well, I think part of the, they, they just didn't, they didn't do a lot of promotion for it. I, it just was very quietly promoted. I don't know why that was but i mean it's and it was based on the books uh, on the new book which is a prequel it takes place 64 years before the jennifer lawrence uh hunger games uh but yeah there wasn't a lot of promotion for it but i really like the hunger games trilogy or well it's not there's four of them quadrilogy i guess um so i was pretty excited about this and so i went to see it i won't spoil anything because it's just recently released however i am giving it a larry double thumbs up double i thumbs up okay really liked it but the one interesting thing to note is if you were thinking about going to see this and you go to rotten tomatoes just to see how how it's doing with the critics uh it's it's got i think 61 percent uh critic review a uh, critic rating right now but a 91 percent audience score <laughs> yeah that's a pretty huge jump between those two <laughs> uh, scores i would side with more with the audience score i i thought it was i thought it was great it's directed by francis lawrence who directed the other four so it's in keeping with this the like the the story that we know of so far it feels the same but it's a totally different story different characters um well the, one of the characters is the same but obviously much younger uh yeah. but it's it's definitely worth seeing if you like the original uh four movies this is a really interesting prequel and it, it's it gives you a lot of uh background on why things are the way they are um and that's all i'm gonna say about it because i don't wanna i don't it's too early it just came out i don't want to spoil anything more but i i give it a thumbs up i think you should go see it <laughs> number one have you read the books i'm gonna probably say no but no, but uh, we do have the book in the house. <laughs> I love, I love, I love Hunger Games, the books. And like, have you read it? No, I haven't read it. But, no. <laughs> but as long as it's around, you're sort of like taking it in. You know, just just exactly. the, the essence of the book is there. So that's all I need. I just need to know that it's nearby, and that makes me happy. <laughs> also, how hungry did you get during the Hunger Games? It's oh, so hungry. I finished my popcorn literally before the movie even started, oh, so perfect. There was a lot of Hunger Games happening in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> Never say that again. If you, can that if you can help it, please. <laughs> all right, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> well, I, I saw the Marvels. Oh, good, yep. The, the, the new movie, and yeah. I'm also going to give it two thumbs up. Okay. I enjoyed it. 
my my thing right now is this is what i just want to talk about for a second is the trend of everybody hating on marvel right now yes and especially this movie and it's not warranted what people are saying so if you look at the uh, rotten tomatoes on this one very similar uh 62 and 83 so it's the the anyone i've talked to who's watched the movie has liked it like it's uh, it's it's not like the best marvel movie but it's definitely not the worst marvel movie and it's i don't know like why people are hating on it so much whether it's got because it's got female leads or i don't know what it is um why or it's just just too much content from marvel i'm not sure but the last two or three movies and series i've noticed that people have really gotten on marvel about like everything going on with it and and hating on it like and it's so bizarre mind you it because of that it it was definitely a bomb like if you look at the metrics and like you can't escape the numbers right like that come out definitely a bomb Uh, it has the lowest domestic and global opening ever uh, largest uh, week to drop off as far as like money. And it's, it's unfortunate because it was, I think it's, it's entertaining. It's a good movie, but I don't know why people hated on it right off the top. And, and, and like the critics, I read some of these reviews and it, you could tell they were, they hated it before it even started. Like I can just tell by it again, there's some parts that are weird and there's some parts that are great. And it's, it's like, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but it's, I, I liked it. So I think I think part of it is just fatigue. Like I think it's been when did Iron Man come out? 2008? Was it eight? Yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. It's been a very long time that we've had consistent Marvel in our world, in our universe. And I I honestly just think it's it's fatigue. I mean, with all the shows that were coming, I mean they've slowed down on Disney Plus. I mean we've got Loki now, but um I, I just I feel like it's I, and, and it's not even just a Marvel fatigue. I think it's like franchise fatigue. Like I think mm-hmm. that the critics are just tired of seeing the same like franchise stuff, which is like the Hunger Games. I I think that they panned it because it's oh, it's more of the same stuff we've seen and Marvel more and you know Indiana Jones. Oh, we're getting more of that and Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. It seems like all that stuff's been panned like it's recently seen- as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's franchise fatigue. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of it is because you know you're right the the audience reviews the audience critiques of these movies are always so high um like and those and, and it's the audience that the filmmakers are making them for making these movies for so obviously yeah. people who want to see these movies are are really enjoying them they really yeah. like them. so i i think it's the critics who are like okay just i i'm tired of having to you know being forced to go to theaters to see another you know marvel movie or another ghostbuster movie that's you know i'm bored of that show me something unique yeah new. So I, that's that's my take on it i don't know i don't and know I, there's it, also but... that like segment that's like the uh toxic fanboy segment too and there's people who are like oh this is too woke and this is that and this it's like but they have them haven't even seen it they're just saying it's like i'm not seeing it because of this it's like guys like just why can't we just enjoy things exactly. <laughs> like, like, and you don't have to love every marvel project i mean Secret Invasion wasn't great by any stretch. Like I did, I thought it was a, a weaker like Marvel series, but Loki was amazing. So it's it's it, like it's hit and miss, of course. And it's not like I love every single thing Marvel does, but it's like this movie in particular is way better than they're given given credit for. So I just wanted to give a a bit of a boost to the Marvels because I I just think it's it, it's people are harsh on it and it's and they shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I agree, and I mean. 
if if you're tired of it, if the fatigue is set in, don't go. Just yeah, and you don't need to comment on it because you're not going anyway. Yeah. So who cares? Exactly. Just wash your hands of it. Just be done. Let the people <laughs> who enjoy it enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no need for for being critical and and panning things that people there a big segment of the population still loves. Like the, yeah, I, I think another problem is too is that this since the end game finished, which was so amazing, uh, it doesn't feel like they have like a real um, like end goal in mind on this one and and i know it's, it might be changing even again because of some other things going on with some of the actors and things so i don't know what's like i i just think there's it's it and also the tv shows weren't introduced until more recently as well so yeah. and they're part of all these phases so i i don't know if they've helped or hindered it in general but but next year there's only one marvel movie and that's deadpool that's the only mark and then it's not even like it like in with the other ones. I, I don't know how they're going to connect it, but um, there's some things there's, there's two like absolute killer post credit scenes in this, in, in the Marvels one's attached oh. right to the movie. The other one's mid mid credits. Okay. And they're, they're like, there's some pretty cool stuff in them. Like that awesome. sets up for other stuff, which is awesome. So. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think as long as you like it, as long as you're still going, as long as they're making them, then, you know, good for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm gonna Love keep like, keep watching it, but again, like I don't like every Marvel thing that they do. But the, I, this is like the the hate on this movie is unwarranted. It's it's actually I thought it was really entertaining. So, perfect. so there, well, I, I will. <laughs> you have 100 convinced me. I have not seen it yet, but I will. Now, I'm, <laughs> now I'm going. We may actually finish this podcast early so I can get out there and go. <laughs> Maybe you can watch it while doing the podcast. That's, I, I you just never do know. That. You're in a theater right now, just like watching the movie and doing the podcast at the same time. <laughs> So speaking of seeing things in the theater i didn't see this in the theater but it, i did see it later on on video and uh we're gonna talk about it in a couple seconds we're gonna go to the pop capacitor because we got one a real doozy today it's mac and me let's let's do it All right, it's a pop capacitor where you look at a movie, a TV show, something from pop culture yeah. or a game or, or whatever it is. Um, a toy. We've done a toy, so we can don't forget the toys. <laughs> we, we have we have done a toy now, so That's, we can yeah. say that. <laughs> so today we're focusing on a movie which is known for not being a great movie. Like it, it's been known to be kind of a dud. And uh and it, and actually it's because of Paul Rudd that people even remember this movie. Um, it's called Mac and Me, and it's uh it's quite it's quite the movie. <laughs> It's something <laughs> we've we've it's come up a couple of times through the course of our podcasts um just talking about because it's it's an 80s sci-fi classic so it does come up because it is so notorious for being so bad so we finally it took us forever to actually sit down and rewatch this thing we thought you know we've got to do this let's 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 just dive in and see what we can do <laughs> 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 so it came out in 1988. It was directed by Stuart. I don't know if it's Raffle or Raphil. I'm not really sure how he pronounces it. Um, and it uh, it did not do well when it came out. It it bombed. I think it was a 13 million budget. It earned six million at the time. And then I think it's found a new life more recently because Paul Rudd, who anytime he went on Conan O'Brien, 
there's a clip of this movie of uh, of the kid in a wheelchair who goes off a cliff and they show that every time he has a clip for something he would show this clip and that's the only reason i even like remembered it like i kind of <laughs> remembered it as a kid but i think i may have seen it as a kid but i this is the first time i've watched it in years and years if even if i had yeah. and if i did see it it's it's in the back of my memory and i i locked it away for a long time <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i did not see it in the 80s i don't know why i i like it's the kind of movie I would have gone to see, and I don't know why I didn't. I mean, yeah. I was like seventeen at the time. Maybe I was just old enough that I was like, "Nah, this looks like a kids' movie. I'm not gonna go." I don't know, but it 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 wasn't until probably a few decades later that I finally finally got to watch it. <laughs> so I'll just give you the one line sort of like synopsis of this movie: an alien yeah. later named Mac, which is mysterious alien creature. Uh, trying to escape from NASA is befriended by a wheelchair-bound boy. That's basically the plot. Yeah, exactly. So, which which sounds vaguely like uh, E.T. <laughs> very similar. Very similar. <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Uh, let me no, give you. We'll, a, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll do our hits and misses. But if you have something before that, we'll we'll uh, jump in. Yeah. Let me give you a little bit a, a little bit deeper insight into this thing because not only is it a terrible movie, but it it was it's renowned for its product placement because it had it literally feels like a, a commercial for mcdonald's and, yeah. and it seems really odd that it does so i was looking more into it so the let's producer, just start this as a miss because this is actually one of my misses oh this is one of my misses too but so, okay, so let's just start let's start hits and misses right now we'll just jump right into this okay so this is a miss for both of us that the fact that mcdonald's is so heavily uh portrayed in this in this movie so the reason is because um and i'm gonna i'm gonna read a bunch of this so i get it right um the producer whose name is um rj lewis had previously worked on advertising campaigns with mcdonald's and had an association with the ronald mcdonald house which is their realm it was the the charity component so he had worked with them before um and he explained at the time that ronald mcdonald was quote even more well known than santa claus but that et was close behind and thus he felt that the next generation needed an et of their own so he thought maybe combining et and ronald mcdonald would make the a better et i, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> So he pitched the project as a cross promotion with McDonald's so that McDonald's could promote it in their restaurants. And then some of the profits from the movie would go to the Ronald McDonald house. So that's which, how, which is a hit. That's a hit in my book. Like that, that, that would be, yeah. Now yeah. I don't know for sure how much money went to the Ronald McDonald house because they didn't make any money. So I don't <laughs> know that for sure, but that's how he pitched it. However, <clears throat> McDonald's, uh, specified that they did not want Ronald McDonald to appear in the movie. And yet somehow, <laughs> not only does he appear in the movie, but he has a massive scene of a, like a, a, a full-on choreographed dance number in a McDonald's restaurant where he is very clearly a part of the action. <laughs> so yeah, really sure. And he even appeared in the trailer, Ronald McDonald. So I don't know how how the producer got away with that how, how <laughs> was it sued and this thing wasn't canceled but anyway that's that's part of the reason why this movie is so notorious because it is so blatantly an advertisement for mcdonald's one of the characters in fact so okay let me okay there's so much going on here <laughs> I know, there's a lot going on in this movie there's a lot going on in this movie so it is it's a, a full-on ripoff of et there's a a, a a family with a single mom just like an ET, 
a older brother, a younger brother, and they didn't have a, a younger daughter, but the next door neighbor was a girl who was the, who was younger. So yeah. the three kids together were exactly the same as the kids in ET. The mom is a single mom, exactly the way they are in ET. Um, anyway, uh, the little girl's sister works at McDonald's, and for the entire movie, she's wearing a McDonald's uh, <laughs> outfit, like a you know that you'd wear to work with the McDonald's logo. It's just everywhere. McDonald's is just everywhere in this movie. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, like there's product placement, and then there's like ridiculous product placement. Because the other ones that are, are, are product placements, like like in ET, um, he has the Reese's Pieces. In this yeah. movie, they have Skittles. Yes. So it's, it's very similar. Um, yeah. And also, Coke is a major sponsor of this as well. And, yeah. and Coke's all over this movie as well. In fact, like there's a part where the aliens are dying, and they give them Coke and revive them. Yes. So it's like the, the product placement is like insane in this movie. Yeah, it's not. Which just I almost like, have to give them a hit for almost because they, they were very. It was very like like ridiculous how they did it, but it was like actually kind of they really put it into the movie. Like it was really yeah. a part of it. Yeah, I mean, usually you see product, but you'll see like a person get out getting out of a Ford automobile, and it's just yeah. there. You know, the Coke can will be just sitting on the desk as they're typing something. No, no, these this was like fully immersive product placement. Like it was like part of plot points. Like, it was. It was integral to the story. Like you had to the product, the McDonald's and the Coke moved the story along. I mean, it didn't really move the story along, but it was part of the story and part of what kept the story going. Yeah, it, I've never seen anything like it. It's so like you should watch this movie if you haven't just for this part alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the so other thing with the McDonald's too, which is funny, is that you're mentioning Ronald McDonald. And he, Ronald McDonald was actually um, got the Razzie that year for the yes. worst new star because it was he. <laughs> that's how much he was in it and how ridiculous it was. Is that the was that the real Ronald McDonald? Like, is that the one from? Because he looked just like the one from the like the commercials. Yeah, at the time, that was the that was the one that they were using. Like that was the guy. Like they had like one guy that played him in everything <laughs> yeah, at that time. I think so. I, I'm I'm pretty confident that that he looked was... just like him. Like I'm pretty I'm positive that was the same guy. Well, like, anyway, like the the musical dance number was shot in a McDonald's restaurant. Like I mean, or at least a a set that was made to look yeah. like a like it, there it, there was nothing about it that like they it wasn't like they were trying to um like appear as though it was ronald mcdonald or appear as though it's mcdonald's it was no it was no no it was it was mcdonald's yeah for sure it was they and and the fact that the the name of the movie is mac and me like it's like it's a big mac (laughs) in the rapper has a big mac i mean it's It's just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Like I've just never seen a movie with such blatant product placement. It's no, it was terrible. Like I just and and so yeah, again, like so integral to the plot of this movie. So yes, (laughs) yeah. All right, so that's that's a good that's a good miss. Uh, What what do you do? You have a okay. Let's let's do a hit. One of my hits in this movie is the this like crazy dance scene. That yes. happens in the McDonald's, like, yes. and I always come off that because I forgot to mention that the uh, so th- to me that was a hit because this scene is like insanity. So everybody in this McDonald's jumps into like a choreographed like dance scene, like the, the yes. whole thing. And yes. it, luckily, in the middle of the McDonald's, it's cleared out, so they have a yes. nice big dance floor. It spills yes. out into the streets. Yeah, there's people break dancing. There's people yes. like it's 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 an insane scene. But it so is. good and so cheesy that I couldn't get enough of it. I actually went I back and rewatched the scene because I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in a and, movie. 
and, and so, not only that, but the people who are dancing, there's like every walk of life. So there are like football players in their full football uniform. Like who like look like full adults. They did not look oh, like like yeah, students. <laughs> not at all. There are cheerleaders. They're like preppies. They're geeks. Like everybody's represented in here. Everybody's yeah. dancing. Jennifer yeah. Aniston, she's there somewhere in that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. So that that McDonald's that we were talking about is actually like it's a functional McDonald's apparently, like fully functional, but it's yeah. it's was only built to be like a set for like either movies or commercials. Oh, so it okay. was like it, it was actually fenced in, and so they would use it for commercials and 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 for some sort of and some some training as well in there. Fully functional. It, apparently, I read that it never served a customer, but oh. you could do everything in there. It had everything ready to go, but they used it. That's where they shot all the commercials for McDonald's. Was in this, in this uh, particular McDonald's. It, it, apparently, it's been taken down and they've rebuilt it again to to just use as a set. Really well. I mean, it, it looks like a real McDonald. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like one because it, it's just done like one. But it, that's yeah. why it has the big open space in the middle for shooting and yeah. all that stuff. It's set up for shooting in a McDonald's. But uh, but I loved okay. it. That scene was like insane. Like, have you ever? If you don't see anything else, go no. to YouTube and watch just the dance number from this movie. I love. I love a good cheesy scene. And yeah. this scene was like, like even like uh, Mac was dressed up. The alien. In, yes. like a bear, in like a bear costume or something like a teddy bear costume and he was dancing and like it was crazy it was, he was, actually, the, the, he, he was actually the worst dancer of all of them I know, he, just sort of, <laughs> he just sort of flops just around sort of, yeah, <laughs> he might be of a wiggle. Muppet when the Muppets dance yes. like they're just sort of yeah. <laughs> but, but I have to say so that scene I totally agree that scene was just like so outrageous it was you, you couldn't not watch it but then like you said it spilled out onto the street and then so but then the scene on the street is these like I don't know if they're FBI. I don't even know. There were some. They're from NASA. That's what yeah, they NASA, are government agents yeah. who trying who are searching for Mac. They're like seriously trying to get you know their equipment and do whatever, and all these kids are literally still dancing all around them. Like, and it's and it becomes like they're they're just now in the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys are just trying to get their job done, and people are trying to dance <laughs> through them and around them. And having said that, I I have one. I have a hit. That okay. plays right, right off of what you just said. So the the aliens are sucked into this. It's like the Mars rover, this thing on the on their planet with a big vacuum thing, and the entire family gets sucked into it somehow. <laughs> comes back to Earth, and then NASA gets this Mars rover thing, and they put it into their laboratory uh, to pull out the samples. They didn't know that Max family was all inside of it. Yeah. Um, they pull out the samples. I have to see that that that's not the opening. Like the opening scene is on their planet, but then the second scene essentially is is of this NASA laboratory with this big unit, and it's actually pretty cool. Like it has it like it looks like an like a uh, like an eighties NASA laboratory, yeah. and um, and then uh, so when they finally realize there's something inside the Mars rover situation. Uh, it explodes and these aliens like sort of start coming out and it's pretty intense. Like it's pretty, it's actually a pretty cool explosion and, and the alien emerging and people are freaking out. And I actually was like, you know, that's like for kids watching it in the eighties, that would have been pretty an exciting way to get into the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought they did well with that opening. It's like the first impression of the movie and it sort of that landed to me. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> I, I think this is all right. This is actually pretty cool. So I have to say the way they discovered that Mac's family was on earth, that was a bit of a hit for me because I thought that was pretty exciting. So they, they started off all right. 
<laughs> and then things happen. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things in this movie, like so many like weird things that happen and like just like there's a lot of there's a lot of misses in this, like just like kind of weird things. One thing I'm gonna come off of yours, uh I, we could just jump off of each other's like for the Perfect. rest of this whole thing. Um, <laughs> is that in ET you gotta suspend your disbelief off the top because they're aliens, right? So that's the first thing. Yes. Um, in ET, like everything seemed like it could be real, like the, like the yeah. alien could be real, like every like the way everything they, they do things could be real. In this movie, like there was things like he had certain powers that seemed kind of weird, yes. um, which weren't really consistent all the time. Like he oh. could kind of do things when he needed to do them. Um, also when the probe, the, like the NASA probe, is in space and they're like kind of checking it out. Like they get sucked in as if their body gets completely stretched out yeah. and sucked in like a vacuum. Yeah. But it, but like, a, ti- like at- a tiny vacuum. Like, I mean, a vacuum that's probably like six or seven inches in diameter. Like, it's the small. Yeah. Like vac- their body, their whole body like gets changed. Like, it's yeah. like this gets all sucked in like a, like a piece of air or something, yes. which is like <laughs> that takes me out of it because everything else seems kind of realistic. But then when they do that, it's like that's it's impossible. Like, why would they get sucked into the machine like that? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And they kind of came out that way. Like one at one point, I think one of them gets sucked into a vacuum or something. Yes. And I'm like, like, like and I'm an like, actual vacuum. Yes. Yeah. Like, like how? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why are their bodies doing that? Like, I don't know. It's just little things like that were just like, if you're gonna make it ridiculous, make it ridiculous. Or like, because there's there's a lot of tone changes in this movie. Like, quite a few here and there. And it's like. So it's not ridiculous enough and it's not like, you know, well, and I think, I think that's a good point. Like they didn't, they didn't know what this was supposed to be. Was it a comedy? Was it a, like a, um, a heartfelt family movie? Because you know, how ET has that point in it at the end where like the entire audience is bawling because yeah. ET is dying and then Elliot is dying and it's, and you've made a connection with these characters and, but there's no connection made with anybody. So is it supposed to be a, a spoof of ET? Is it supposed to be its own thing? Like it, you just don't know what this is trying to be. So yeah, I t- I totally agree. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna add another miss to this. Um, you're talking about their bo- their their bodies and their and their. So if you're watching the YouTube version of our podcast loop, if you want to slide to the side for a second, the, they are the most hideous looking. <laughs> They're the most hideous looking aliens ever. Like I actually struggled to to watch this thing because they I just found them so disgusting. <laughs> like and fright they're frightening for frightening. kids. The and that's the the little one is sort of the cutest of them. The parents, the father looks like a, a 90 year old man he's kind of all withered and like wrinkled and and bony and it's just it's not pleasant like et was cute like his mouth moved in certain ways these ones their mouths are in a permanent state of like ooh, <laughs> yeah because because apparently at the beginning of the movie they show them searching their planet for looks like for water or something and they drink the water out of straws so their mouths are like permanently in the shape of sucking on a straw so and they don't change so they're literally they through the whole movie they are looking like shocked like ooh the oh, whole it's so and it's, weird it's just uncomfortable to look at it's just and they've got these sort of bumps on their head that aren't quite horns but they're not they just look like like blisters on their heads and like they're just awful creations <laughs> like they're just not attract like 
it's supposed to be a fun movie for kids to watch. And I, I know if I had been a little kid going into this movie, I would have 100% had nightmares for months after this just because they're just awful looking. <laughs> so <laughs> the design of the of the aliens to me was a huge miss because I just could not connect or feel any sympathy for them because I just found them so gross. <laughs> <laughs> personally I, the um another i miss i have that came up that miss is like how okay. scary the aliens are um yeah. is it like again like the tone of it is like is it goofy because there's times it gets really goofy like that dance scene there's a chase yeah. scene that's really goofy um there's like where he's like in a little car or something driving like it was just like there's like all sorts of scenes like that that are like kind of crazy but then there's like weird scenes like at the end like um the main character ends up like basically dying at one point like they thought he was dead yeah. and apparently in one version he does die yes. he gets shot and then yeah. it, but they the cut boy, that. Like this, you're talking about the little boy like yeah the boy yeah so okay so to, just to preface we haven't really talked about oh you did mention the little boy the main character is in a wheelchair um so they, that's and they wanted to do that to differentiate him from elliot in in et because yeah. elliot was mobile this this little boy is in a wheelchair but not only that he want they the director wanted to cast a child who actually had a disability so which is kind of cool actually I, that's yeah good. i mean it was a good it was a good idea so the boy actually has spina bifida like the 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 actor um so he really was in a wheelchair which makes all the things that they do to him even worse because you know that he he's he literally can't get out of this chair so anyway i just wanted to preface that so when you watch the movie and you see the things that they do to this kid you're like, like oh, send him off a cliff yes <laughs> there's no way he would have lived from that cliff fall no. it's a kind of a famous scene so you've probably seen it but it's like yeah. he goes flying down a hill he, his brake comes off the wheelchair and he yeah. literally gets launched off a cliff like a and like it looks cliff. like about a foot of water too it's not even it doesn't even yeah. look very deep and it's it's got to be at least 100 feet down if not more like it's a huge yeah yeah it's it's a it's a cliff like yeah it's a big fall. So there's lots of things like that. It's anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I No, no, it's, it's like so at the end he there's an explosion and then he's basically dead. Yeah. And it's it's like he, he they get him back, he comes back to life, but he's like legally dead. Like yes. and so I'm like what kind of movie and everybody's like over him like, you know, crying and I'm like this movie's like really dark. Yes. <laughs> well, and and that's the thing like in ET, Elliot was dying too, but that's because he had made a like a physical connection to et and so when et yeah. was dying then elliot was too because they had established that early in the movie that they had this sort of psychic connection but there was no connection this this kid was just killed like <laughs> yeah grew up and he was just killed and it's like <laughs> they like killed a, a disabled child like that's a terrible it was it well was apparently there's a, like i was saying before there's another version like that like that got cut where someone actually fires a gun and hits him in the chest and yes. does kill him like yes. and i'm like who wait, who decided that would be a good ending to a movie that has like mcdonald's as a sponsorship like <laughs> i don't know apparently that version was released in japan so yeah. i think it's like a japanese vhs uh release of the movie has that clip of of the, the little boy being shot and killed <laughs> like they might as well have the hamburglar stab him like i mean it's like <laughs> It'd be a better ending. <laughs> Remus could have just jumped on his head or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so on top of that, I'm going to add to that. The the aliens, uh, 
at the beginning are separated from Mac, like the the mother and the father and the and the little sister, little brother. There's another child alien. They're separated, and they end up somehow in a des in the desert. Um, and they're wandering around the desert for quite a while. They keep cutting back to them, and as the as they keep cutting back to them, they're getting more and more like sunburned. Um, and so when they show close-ups of the parents, like these older, they're like burnt and like withered, and it's it's horrible. Like it's horrifying <laughs> <laughs> to see this. That they're like, it's just so. Yeah, it doesn't. It, this movie has no idea who it's catering to. <laughs> well, and the thing, and, that, and we've mentioned this before, but in that scene, like this is why I drink so much Coke because they just had Coke and they came back to life, like a hundred percent. And so yeah. it's like, here, give them Coke and a straw. And then like, they're suddenly all like energetic and everything. It's like, Coke is it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have done wonders for Coke sales, I'm sure. <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> that, that was another one of my misses. I'll just whip this in there. It's like, once the aliens come out, they get split up, like you're saying. Yeah. But a lot of the movies, the them trying to find Mac, which is one, the like the baby alien, but the other three are just like they walked right out of there, no problem. And there's three of them, and they're not fast. It's not like they're like running super speed. Like, like how did they not find them? Like, they, like they're, they're a not even three aliens. Like, yeah. how could they not find them? They're not even looking for them, apparently. Yeah, they, they never really said, "Oh, we're looking for them." Where did they go? They like they they just wandered off. They didn't yeah. like like into the desert. Like, how could they not have found them with like a helicopter or something? I like, don't it was know. so bizarre. But okay, so this leads me right into another one of my misses. Um, and that's the that's that all of the human characters in this movie are the stupidest human characters that have ever been in movies. <laughs> First of all, like you said, the the NASA just completely forgot that there were three other aliens wandering around. Um, and then there, there's multiple times in the movie uh, Mac it wanders into to, to the the house of the like the the uh, the human family that he you know comes to live with and before they discover him he's wandering around the house and literally standing like right beside an individual the mom or a brother or something and nobody sees him he's like literally like right, he's probably <laughs> two feet tall he's right beside them and they're just a, completely oblivious i know to the fact that this thing is right there but even worse than that for some reason and this is never explained when because mac is now in this house uh, but the family doesn't know he's in this house overnight for some reason, I guess he's feeling homesick or something. So he brings in tons of plant material, plants and trees, shrubbery, and shrubbery <laughs> and um, like a, um, a, a deer or he, he makes a deer, like a full size deer brings us into the living room of the house and converts the, the living room and some of the other rooms into this outdoor setting. Like, this all happened at night and nobody heard any of this happening. Him oh, dragging trees through the house. And in fact, it was so bad that the mom woke up in the morning, saw that this had been done to her, her house and just assumed that it was her son in the wheelchair who had done this. <laughs> It was, it was like so detailed too and this is what i was talking about what his powers like what what powers does he have how did he do this like how, how did he move all this like i have no idea but the fact that nobody heard it and that the mother thought that this wheelchair bound boy could have created this outdoor wilderness in their living room i just like these are the stupidest people like <laughs> there's no wonder i can't form a connection with anybody because they're just so dumb <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was a big that was a big one for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. There yeah. was a definitely a certain like like budget problem with this movie too. Like there was like they I, I don't like I, I like I mean I'm assuming like 13 million doesn't sound like a lot now, but back then that seemed like that had been a fairly decent yeah. like I, I'd be curious to see like what ET was or like just a, a, as a comparison. Um yeah. but the uh there is kind of funny because there's certain parts like obviously they had all the, the product placement, but there were certain things that were like, um, there's a part where the aliens in a, like, uh, or Max in a, in like a car or something. And all yeah. of a sudden they play this song. That's like not a hit song, but it kind of a, like an R, uh, what are they, like an Ario Speedwagon sort of like, yes. like song. Like it was like, like you yes. can't get like a real group. You get this like kind of like fake yeah. sounding sort of rock song that they threw in there. Yep. And there was a like, part where the kids watching TV, like, he wasn't watching the Smurfs. He was watching the Snorks, which is like the cheap <laughs> ripoff of the of the Smurfs. Like everything was just like a little downgraded. Yeah. It. <laughs> okay, so I just did a quick a quick Google search because I was really curious now about the budget for ET. So yeah. ET was made in 1981. This was made in 1988. So three years later, the budget for ET. What do you think the budget for ET was? I would well, say like yes. 40 million. Let's say I don't. I don't. Maybe not that high at that time. Maybe 20 million. Okay, so remembering that the budget for Mac and Me was thirteen point five million, yeah. the budget for E. T. ten point five million. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mind <laughs> you, things may have gotten more expensive in that time period, but, but it does like seven years later, right? Because that was yeah. eighty one and eighty one and eighty eight. It was only only seven years later, and yeah. it was so it was roughly the same budget. <laughs> that they yeah, had i don't know like it's like there's some places where you can see kind of where the budget went but there was yeah. other parts where you're like i like well, I, I think the budget entirely went to the animatronic aliens alien family i, I yeah. that's my guess because i mean there was terrible green screen um there were terrible effects like it was uh, i mean i just obviously the the director didn't know how to spend that money because <laughs> it just <laughs> But then know. he did that awesome dance scene. So it's like, uh, like, and I actually, I will say, like, some of the actors actually weren't bad in it. Like, I, like as far yeah. as like, I'm not saying they're bad. Like, they were they were decent for what they yeah. had to work with. But it was yes. just, it was there's a lot going, almost too much going on in this movie. I think, yeah. like, I think there, that was part of the was, problem. There was a lot. Um, okay, I've got, I've only got a couple more misses, so I'm gonna throw a hit in here just to, okay, for a little positive spin on it. the The soundtrack I found was pretty great. Uh, for an 80s sci-fi movie i thought the soundtrack was really really good i actually yeah really i had a hit i had a hit on that as well i thought like just the, the background music was good yeah like it was the... really good well the reason why it was so good was because it was uh it was orchestrated by alan silvestri who did all the music for back to the future yeah he did the music for forrest gump he did the music for the avengers so I don't know exactly how they got him on this thing. Well, that would have <laughs> been pretty early in his career, I would. Well, well but he, he had done Back to the Future by that point. He, so yeah, he had already done Back to the Future. So, you know. So anyway, so he they had like a, a legitimate, um, you know, sound um, uh, score composer uh, to to create this thing. And so the music I found was really good. I mean, aside from some of the like cheesy, like cover tunes and whatever <laughs> but the actual score to it was was a really cool 80s family sci-fi type sounding score and i yeah. i actually really that that kept me going through a lot of it because i was like this this is it felt really nostalgic like that kind of music felt really nostalgic to me so i i was like 
good job on the score. <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's my other hit. <laughs> awesome. And that was a hit of mine as well. So I I have no like I have other like million misses and and probably some other hits as well, but the uh um but like again like the characters I thought were all like decent. Like I mean the, I like the neighbors and I like the like there was there was some good parts in it as far as that went. I just uh there was a lot a lot it was like a lot happening in this it was just it was weird a, it was a lot and then okay so i've got i've only got two more misses okay so i so one of them uh was the ending of this movie and and i don't think i'm spoiling anything by saying it. it's been out for a long time yeah. but so the uh, essentially the plot of this movie follows et pretty closely and uh, like the storyline follows et pretty closely until the end because oh, yeah, right. et <laughs> There's this big emotional scene where Elliot and E.T. are separated because E.T.'s finally phoned home and his people, his you know, alien family has come down to rescue him and he's being taken away and they have to leave each other and everybody's crying and it's this big lovely moment. In this movie, for whatever reason, they decide, no, we're not going to help these aliens try to find their way home. We're going to make them American citizens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? They dress them in like suits and dresses and american clothes they take them they're in the courthouse taking the pledge of allegiance to become full-fledged american citizens and then right after that we see the whole entire family somehow purchased purchased this beautiful pink cadillac and are driving <laughs> away from the courthouse in this i don't know how the uh father learned to drive how they afforded a pink cadillac they can't and, talk so they have no they have no like no, how can they find jobs? How can they work anywhere? I don't, I have no idea. But like, so there was absolutely no emotional like resolution to this to this movie. It was just so like, what? You're not even going to help them go home? Like, they don't want to be here. They See, be and again, home. the tone of it is like, now it's kind of goofy again. And it's yes. like, all these goofy aliens are just, you know, doing their thing and they're now living with, amongst us. And yet like Nassau wanted them to capture them. And they did so, those aliens did so much damage throughout the movie, just like in their own sort of like goofy way, right? Like they, like that whole, at the end, the whole building blows up and there's all sorts of stuff going on and people are shooting people. And it's like, but then they save the kid at the end, they, they bring him back to life and all of a sudden everybody loves them. Well, I think that's it. You know, they've got the power to restore health or something. And or so heal now or whatever they're yeah. doing the most beloved characters in all of u.s history i don't i don't i have no <laughs> idea <laughs> i don't know what made them so beloved by everybody and, and, and if you they know. can send that that uh like spacecraft to their planet just resend it again with them in it like and get them back there like yes i mean that's yeah that's how they got to earth inside this thing this thing actually could make its way to their home planet so they yeah, know they know, well, they know what planet they're from so well, I hadn't even thought about that until just this minute. You're right. So they know exactly where they came from because they yeah. know where this Mars rover thing went went to. So they could very easily send them back there. But they're denying them their homeland because yeah. I don't know why. But it was America's just, a better America's a better place. I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> and there's McDonald's too, and, and, yes, and unlimited and Coke. Coke. So, unlimited yeah. Cokes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything more? Because I've got one more. No. You, you, no? Okay. My, my last my last one is going right off of this this ending that I mentioned. The very last scene that you see is the is the family driving away with the with the young human child in their pink Cadillac, and 
they're driving away. The camera pulls out because that's what it does at the end of a movie. And the the little alien is chewing bubble gum because that's what American people and North American people do. Chewing bubble gum. He blows a bubble. And as the camera pulls back, the bubble increases to this massive size and floats above the car. And in it, the words, we'll be back, appear. So right in the movie, they declare that there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they they were so pretentious thinking that this thing was going to be a hit. It was going to be good that they, yep, we're coming back. We're definitely making a sequel. <laughs> but the, the movie bombed so terribly that they canceled, obviously canceled the production of a sequel. So that never happened. But uh, but uh, apparently the um, the producer has is uh, I'm again I'm reading this to get it right. The producer um, R. J. Lewis spoke of the ending in in 2017, so not that long ago, um, and did not rule out another sequel. So there's it's still potentially there. He said um, he claimed that because of the public interest and um, home video sales has made it profitable, um, like it's actually now making a profit. Uh, that there's a possibility that they could potentially do a sequel. <laughs> well, I remember in um, in search of uh, tomorrow, the documentary, the uh, yes. um, the interview. I think it might have been the director. I can't remember. And he says that like that he'd love to sit down with Paul Rudd and, and do a sequel to this, like yes. and have Paul Rudd in it. Like, which yeah. I think if they did it like in a fun way, I think it would actually be really good. I think it would be fun. I think so too. And I mean, having seen what Paul Rudd did with the Ghostbusters sequel yeah. um and how he was kind of goofy a little bit goofy and and i i could if they did it properly like if they got a good budget and the right people i think it would be a fun sequel so it's it's not out of the question it could still it could we could still see a sequel all these years later but i just i just thought it was hilarious that in the movie they declared that there's a sequel coming because this is such a great movie you're gonna love it you're gonna want more <laughs> and, and the fact though they didn't say mac will be back yeah, that's, that's a missed opportunity. Like it was like yes. perfectly set up for them to say that yeah, at the no, end. Like it's it, like it just said we'll be back or we'll yeah, be Mac will be back. That's all they yeah. need to say. And it's like no. no. <laughs> so but yeah. So so I guess here's the question. Time. Does this hold up? Is it something like that you think is like you well, watch again? I don't know. So first of all, I don't think it ever held up. <laughs> like I don't think there was any a time when it was ever it ever held up. But having seen it and now actually talked talking about it more with you, the the more I actually kind of enjoy it. <laughs> because it, it grows on you. It's yeah. it's so bizarre because even at the end I was kind of sad for like the aliens at one point. I was like, <laughs> yes. and, they, and when the boy and when the boy Eric or whatever his name is died, I was like, oh my god! Like it's like I was actually like slight bit concerned at one point like it was it's actually a better movie like i mean we, we're picking apart like all the plot i mean there is a lot of plot holes in this movie oh, and yeah. things and a lot of things to say about it but it's kind of a product of its time but at the same time um the uh it does kind of grow on you as you watch it i 100 percent agree it does like I, I was never bored like i was never no. like i can't i can't finish this thing like it was so bizarre and so like a dance like this massive dance number right in the middle of it and like it was like, well done enough that you it, it, it drew you in like it wasn't yes. like super cheap cheap like it but it was like there was just something about it there's a certain charm to it that was like yes. you're still kind of like involved in it and yeah like you're saying i wasn't bored during it like nope. i was like so maybe maybe it's a masterpiece and we I, just take a few more years before people realize it i think it is i think this might actually be one of the greatest movies of all time <laughs> 
like we're just we're just seeing it like it's again when you compare it to like other movies like et it's not quite as good but at the same time it does have its own charm and stuff and it's i don't know i was like i kind of got into it after a while and again that dance scene i if if he never would never went on to like direct like a musical it would be be a disappointment because that was like one of the greatest like numbers in a movie and I, actually i'm not even joking it was actually no. well done i was like well, this was, it was kind of exciting like it was an exciting <laughs> scene <laughs> i mean when have you ever except for maybe the tv commercials you never see a dance number in a mcdonald's yeah not very often like on it the was, big screen i feel like we've probably seen it in commercials but never on the big screen so that was a first yeah <laughs> there are a lot of firsts in this movie <laughs> first, <laughs> first blatant product placement first dance scene in a mcdonald's it was great <laughs> And Ronald got in there and he won the Razzie for that's for right. I, I think I read that he was the the only fictional character to win a Razzie. <laughs> and that that's, is something. That is, that is something. something. The People look down the Razzies, but you know what? Any press is good press. And that's, that's like right. that's classic. I if they ever re-release this, I would put that right on the cover. That he that that's like right. Razzie for best like I think he got nominated for four Razzies or something at the time. Yeah. But. Yeah, Ronald McDonald won for best worst actor. I, that's that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool pop culture thing right there. <laughs> I love that. That's I awesome. Think this, so, I think this movie actually holds up. <laughs> I think I think it holds up because it's it's just so unique. It's it's yeah. so different, and it's I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was like fine. It was I even like I know there's a there is a lot of stuff to talk about in it, but it is it's it's worth seeing if you just want to see something so crazy and so like bizarre that you're like wow this is like out it literally is out of this world it is it is well and it is it has actually ended up on um like best of lists there have been a couple paste magazine had it as like number 52 of the top 100 best b movies of all time so it's it's literally making it like it's it's considered a, a a top contender for best terrible movie of all time <laughs> yeah like i don't know i don't know what they had to work with with this but it was definitely it's definitely a vision for yep. if nothing else but I'll, I'll give it i'll say it holds up and it's worth seeing and i might even buy it That's i will like, you know what i was actually thinking i might actually get the blu-ray <laughs> i might too and then it's like that in a big mac and i'm all set for the night like i'm good to go <laughs> and that, that's actually a good point if you do want to watch it um Tubi, which is a free streaming service has it so if, yeah. you, if you want to watch it, but you don't want to buy it, um, and you have Tubi, you can you can watch the whole thing. You don't there. want to pay for it. Tubi nope. is the place to go. That's the place to go. So it is available for streaming, that, and you can watch it there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can tell us what you think of this movie. Yeah, there you awesome go. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I know. And you know how they can tell us? By going to our socials. Nice. <laughs> I've just put them up right now, and uh, you can uh, – contact us any way you want and uh, we love having interaction with everybody and uh thank you so much for watching so much for listening to the show and uh we will uh, be back with uh hopefully maybe one or two shows before the end of the year i don't know how so. how we're gonna do but we'll uh, we'll try to get on them as quickly as possible it's been sometimes it just gets busy in the in this time period it gets so crazy yes. like try even even though it's like only like whatever it's like obviously the show takes longer than we record because you have to like edit it and things like that. But it's still, it's uh, just trying to get together is the hard part with our schedules. So uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get another at least show. And if not two by the end of the year um, oh, yeah. or maybe 10, we don't know. We, we don't have know. no idea. We can do one every day. I don't know. It's, it's, it's That'll all, be our it's gift to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for uh, watching slash listening. And we'll see you next time on Loop and Larry guardians of geek. Bye.
Bye-bye. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.